Politicas, another beautiful day here in sunny San Luis Obispo, California. We are located on the Central Coast, bring all the hot topics, all the hot issues, all the things that, you know, pertain to our Latinx community. Somos chicas políticas y estamos aquí en San Luis Obispo. Somos dos chicas políticas que nos ama nuestra comunidad. We love our community. We love politics. We love advocating and pushing for change. There are so many hot issues happening today in our current events. It feels Rita, like I can't even keep up with the current <laughs> events. It's either something's yes. happening on an international level or something's happening here in the United States, which it, it almost seems like a lot going on for our own emotional state. <laughs> But I would like to remind folks that We are living in monumental times, which is so important for us to be active, right? Mm -hmm. So Rita, for you, what, what does that mean with, with the current events that are happening? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you managing all this exposure of mass news? I have no idea. I think I'm just probably, I don't know if other people can relate to this, but I think I'm just living through trauma like everyone else with all the news that come out and I actually found better help. It's not sponsoring this podcast, although we really <laughs> wish you would. But I just found uh, the app called Better Help, and they can connect you with other uh, with therapists all across right. the country. Uh, so you're not like, for example, for us, I live in a small community in the Central Coast. It's really hard to find a therapist. Sometimes they are completely booked. Um, so they have matched me. They matched me with a therapist. I believe she's in South California. Although I have not asked her, uh, but a super, super good app. It's called BetterHelp. You can find it on Google Play or uh, whatever app store you use in your phone. And um, it, it's just really quickly. You, you are matched with a therapist and you can chat with them. You can send journals. Uh, you can also video, like have video okay. sessions with them. Yeah. Uh, so I've been using this for uh, two weeks so far, and it has been really helping me to center myself and kind of... Um, identify the stress cues because I think I've been really bad at that but I don't think anyone can do it alone you know right. the other day I uh, joined a work meeting and my boss uh, said welcome to another day in the apocalypse <laughs> and I thought that was so uh, so real and also just so um, grounding right because it, it recognizes that you're going through really tough times mm -hmm. and work doesn't have to be separate from from the reality that we're living through um yeah and so with that i think we can start with probably the close to the apocalypse topics <laughs> right. that we want to talk about but first uh, how are you uh, dealing with with everything that's going on yesenia you know i think it's important to talk about taking a step back and mm -hmm. addressing triggers or like what yeah. you said, the trauma, there is so much going on. There's, it feels like this, there's this like heaviness yeah. of like running this race. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's the people that are consuming the news and they're are not sure like how to go about what's how to take action. And then there's a group of people that are probably organizing, protesting, you know, there's so many hot issues that are happening, which we'll talk a bit So I think it's important to address the fact that there is probably political fatigue happening in this yeah. country and it's important to take care of yourself. It's okay to turn off 
the the news outlet, right? It's okay to mm-hmm. walk away. It's okay to take a weekend. So I know for me, um, what keeps me going is realizing at the end of the day, you start with your community, right? So that's number yeah. one. And number two is reminding myself the, to be grateful. Like I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful that uh, we get to do this podcast with Rita La Chingona, as I had you saved <laughs> on my phone, uh, to be inspired by other women, right? And yeah. just having those moments to step away, which I think it's so important to talk about, especially as yeah. women, especially with what's happening in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so much going on and, you know, I'll let you share a little bit more of, of your feelings. I know that you've been really uh, advocating and sharing a lot of thoughts about what, what happened in, in Texas. Yeah, um, I have been part of different organizations that are um, that advocate for women's rights. And this is just such a a pushback, I think, on 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 the women's movement, you know, and they have I think Texas has seen the power of voters. That's why they're passing on voter uh, voter restriction or voter restrictive laws. And they have seen the power of women when they come and get organized. And so now they're passing anti-women legislation. If you guys um, were completely out of any internet page or not following the news at all in the last two weeks, um, Texas passed a bill, I believe it was SB8, uh, which really creates um, vigilantes. It just creates bounty hunters. Uh, that um, civilian bounty hunters that can just say or have the suspicion that a woman got an abortion and um, get $10,000 for uh, reporting the service providers given them. So this is a complete attack on those service providers that have been helping women uh, with reproductive services in general. You know, when Mm. I first came to the U.S., I was... um, I was in, I had a visa, uh, but I didn't know where to go to like go see a doctor. And the place that I was recommended to go was Planned Parenthood. I didn't have health insurance. I didn't know, I didn't have a doctor. I didn't know where to go. And I think a lot of women, uh, especially immigrant women fall in that category Mm -hmm. where you get here to this country and you just don't know where to find health services. I think just also in general, Rita, and I'll let Mm -hmm. you finish your story, but I think in general, you know, um, I know for me, I haven't had health insurance and when, See? and it's, and it's interesting, right? Planned Parenthood does so many yeah. things, whether it be early detection of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I've needed a TB test and mm. they do it yeah. free. And yeah. so it's, it's so many things that yeah. are accessible. Let's be real. We have a real issue in this country when yeah. it comes to equity of services for health yeah. aspects. It's not just, you know, I, I think like, let's get real Americans. We yeah. have so many people, whether you're undocumented, documented, mm-hmm. we are all struggling yeah. with health issues, but definitely, you know, yeah. the, the facts that you go to this resources. So you yeah. went to Planned Parenthood. I went to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And they were able to take me in. I made an appointment super quickly. Not only did they give me um, uh, all the services that I needed, but they were able to schedule me out without, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was just extremely easy. And uh, those are the type of service providers that are being targeted right now. And like you mentioned that it's not only a a gap in who gets uh, health Mm -hmm. services or health insurance or just uh, any care, uh, but it's also, it's a difference between, 
um, access to resources and also uh, it's a racist uh, right. policy at this point. Um, and it's targeting women, you know, women of color, especially. Um, and also, I think it just creates that, that we're seeing this trend, right? And I want people to acknowledge this. We're seeing this trend in this country to divide us, yes. to really create this division of, you know, beliefs and, yes. and, and to have, to pay people out, to incentivize people yeah. to want to report. And mind you, this can be done out of, uh, speculation, right? Like I believe that woman is, has gotten an abortion or is planning to have an abortion. Right. And so to me, it's, it's, it's one of those sad things in this country where, you know, I would, I would still like to believe in this country, which I, I recognize we have steps on steps on steps to really fulfill that promise, but we live in a country with freedoms. Yeah. And that is really the scariest part, Yesenia, because when you create, when you make civilians chase or hunt or because mm-hmm. these are bounty hunters yes. you know when you make civilians hunt other civilians you that is fascism that is not a democracy anymore and when you're paying them for it that is just some other level um that we should not allow and you know right now uh, i'm sure the governor is trying to position himself to run for president or something um, because it's all about power to them. It's right. not really about lives um, that they're completely pushing the envelope to the farthest right um, and and really siding with extremists. And I know a lot of people have thought that, oh, well, maybe th- this is just like a pro-life, pro-choice fight. No, this is absolutely completely in a different level, you know, right. creating bounty hunters. And one part of this bill also makes it so... Any service provider can be sued by anyone yeah. as many times as they want. So uh, usually laws are made so you can only be sued for one charge for one thing once. Uh, but what what this um, bill does is that, for example, if you're in Texas, if you're in Houston, Texas, giving prov- uh, services to women, and someone accuses you of having given an abortion provider an abortion service. Uh, in Houston, someone else can can uh, sue you in El Paso or in another part of Texas, and you can be a service provider. Now you you could potentially be facing hundreds of lawsuits in right. different parts of Texas for the same accusation for the same person. So it is just um, a way to disincentivize uh, providing health. You know, when the pandemic hit, I remember the first thing that people were saying: talk to your doctor so you know where to get tested. And there were a lot of people that oh were like, God. wait, my doctor, am I supposed to have a doctor? I can't afford a doctor even for a flu. Is Let's this like the real. family doctor? Like what? And I don't think people realize that having a doctor is not just a a thing for everyone in the United States. But that's why like this, something like what happened in Texas is so frustrating because we'll, we'll go, we'll get into this, but I think it is important to say I know for me, abortion is a hot topic for many people. It's a hot topic. Right. And for me, I do believe in separation of church and state as a Latina, as a a, a woman, I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. So religiously, I don't believe in abortion. 
But politically, I do believe women have the right to choose. Mm -hmm. I also recognize I don't have the right to impose my set of moral standards Mm -hmm. on women, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do I believe women are going to go to hell if they have an abortion? Mm -hmm. I I practice that I serve a God that is a forgiving, loving God. Mm -hmm. I totally recognize not everyone believes that either. Mm -hmm. But I think the issue um, that is heartbreaking to me is to see who is deciding these things, yeah. right? Like who, who, who are the people doing the power grabs? Yes. Chances are 90% of the time it's older white men mm-hmm. that are wealthy and Christian. Right. And that do not speak on mm-hmm. the population of everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish the subject of abortion was black and white, but mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. The this this whole situation that's happening in Texas would basically give a it gives a short, tiny window of opportunity for women to have an abortion. And that would be pretty much two weeks yeah. after knowing yeah. that you are pregnant. Let's be yeah. real. Well, it's six weeks, but you're right, because you could be late two weeks late on your period. And that's how you find out um, you have no right. time. And I was listening to a. Um, uh, radio uh, show and they were interviewing women the day after this bill passed at a, uh, at a service center, um, women that were trying to get abortion services. And they interviewed 11 women in just one day at this one location. They had to turn around eight of them. They had to tell them, you are past six weeks. We cannot give you the service. And they were able to assess the other three. Just imagine that eight women at that that one day at that one location were turned away. And now what are their choices? And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is that not having the understanding of how women's bodies work. Right. Like yes. I, we, I'm sure as women, we, yes. have the period, we have the period talk. Right. Like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so stressed out. And mind you, there's so yes. many triggers that affect your period. It's not yes. just. I get my period yeah. every, every Monday at three o'clock. Yeah. You no, know, there's so many factors. Yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're talking women, we're being transparent. Like for the month of, of the last month, I technically missed my period. Oh, really? And I was trying to track my period and do all of that. I know um, one of my things that I was seeing is that uh, with the COVID vaccine, it's delaying your period. Oh, I did mm-hmm. notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, pers- I am one of those women that do track my period and mm-hmm. even me tracking my period is a struggle. Like I said, last month, I miss my period. I do a lot of work. I have a lot of stress. Yeah. So I do miss my period. Mm-hmm. So those things do happen. Now imagine yeah. a woman that has hormonal imbalance yes. that um, has a lot of triggers yeah. that has always struggled with their yeah. period cannot track their period. No, so let's, let's, yeah. let's be honest about yeah. that. It's, it's unrealistic yeah. Yeah. for a lot of women. Yeah. 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 So it's super unrealistic, I yeah. feel, for women to to be able to track their period. Yeah. There's too much going on. And I think you bring up a really good point because it's not just uh, cis women, right? It's trans men that still have periods. It's uh, women that have gone through uh, different, different situations, uh, health issues uh, that might not be getting their period anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to not... And I think you're a hundred percent, a thousand percent right. This stems from the lack of knowledge of not only how life happens and, and, you know, we, for so many centuries, we have kept 
the making of life, this myth, this, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the details. We don't talk about how hard it is. We don't talk about fertility or infertility issues. We don't talk about period. I'm telling you, you just anyone that's listening to this, start talking about periods in a room with men around <laughs> yes. and they're going to walk away. They don't want to hear it. Right. And that is the problem. The problem is that men don't know what women have to go through on a monthly mm-hmm. basis or a weekly basis, horm- like hormone wise. And you I know? think we've also romanticized yes. production yes. Right? is like, you're going to get married yes. and you're going to have a baby at your yeah. first try. Yeah. You know, you're going to lose your virginity on yeah. that wedding night, get pregnant and yes. have a healthy baby yeah. with all 10 fingers, 10 toes yeah. is going to be um, neurotypical. Yeah. And, and it's going to be amazing and perfect. Yeah. And I think now for me, as, as a woman that is considering in the future, having children, um, I kind of see my friends struggle and I see myself seeing that fantasy that we were sold on isn't reality. And I think that's the part, the heartbreaking part of what's going on with this abortion uh, topic is that there's many factors as to maybe why a, a woman may not want to carry out a pregnancy. Exactly. And, you know, and that fantasy that we've been sold out for, our entire lives until we actually start thinking about motherhood or about, uh, or we become to an age where we can have kids. Um, it is added to the horrible reality that we live in, in, an, in, in a society that rapes women that does not yes. believe yes. women yes. that yes. Uh, hides abuse, you know, where mm-hmm. most likely uh, someone that rapes someone else is within the family. It's yes. either a family member, a family friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, and, and all of this happens right when we have a Supreme Court judge that was accused of sexual assault and still confirmed to the Supreme Court. So this is like the worst case scenario for women, but at the same time, it's not. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, right. this has been in and add like we always talk about the Trump administration and just the repercussions and the impacts that will be everlasting, and the reasons why con- elections have consequences and the reason why you should vote and you should not sit any election out. Trump got elected with the lowest, one of the lowest turnouts in in U.S. history. People didn't want to come out to vote. He got elected, and. Um, this is, this, these are just the repercussions of that election, you know? And I think people are trying to see what they can get away with. And I think right now is the time where, you know, I've seen a lot of, especially women outraged and on social media, you know, sharing their opinions, but I would, I would take it a step further that if you don't like what's happening in Texas, you either find a candidate that is in alignment with your belief system support them. It doesn't matter if you're in California or, or wherever you are, donate to their campaign, mm-hmm. call your friends in Texas, Yeah, help mobilize, help yeah. the activists go figure out, go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The hashtags are amazing. Like, let's not get confused about this social media activism. It does not exist. People, you mm-hmm. have to put your time and energy where it really matters. Mm-hmm. And, and as this bill was being signed, 
you know, I, I, I saw the picture and, and what a, what a surprise. It's like majority all men, but it's oh sprinkles gosh. of women and yeah. it's older men. Yeah. And this is the reality that I really wish, which is, you know, what you were saying, Brita, having those uncomfortable discussions as a community, we mm-hmm. need to t- start talking about, um, with our, I, I have these conversations with my little niece, mm-hmm. um, should someone be touching her, right? To yeah. let her know she she can come to me, right? If she mm-hmm. has questions, come mm-hmm. to me. Uh, because the reality is either kids are, be, are learning this through their friends, which mm-hmm. may not be giving them good information mm-hmm. or influencers, TikTok, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's scary out there. Um, but the other thing is we need to start talking about, uh, you know, sex. We need to start yes. talking about that. Yeah. Like it's, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's something that's yeah. natural. We need to actually like talk about these things. Yeah. We also need to talk about the reality that uh, we need to encourage women because yeah. th- that's, that's a big problem. When I see a bunch of men mm-hmm. making these decisions, and I really, really wish that people would be truthful we all know someone that has had an abortion. Yes. We all know someone yeah. like someone who was a, who was a church goer. I know someone who that, died from getting an illegal abortion in college. And that's, and that's the thing. It's so you, you, I, I bet you either folks in Texas will drive to a different state mm-hmm. that have the time, have mm-hmm. the means, have, have the way yeah. they will, they will make it happen. Oh, rich, rich men are going to still going to have their, um, you know, their, their side um, lovers get abortions. Like they, they will get abortions. The, the uh, rich women. Yeah. Rich women will continue getting uh, abortions. This is for the people that cannot, drive out of state, the people that cannot uh, take the time off, people that are already in abusive uh, situations that they just mm-hmm. cannot get out of, whether it's a abusive husband or a family that does not let you talk about sex right. um, and or someone that or someone that has been raped by a family member right. that just cannot escape the reality because no one is believing her. Right. So it's yeah, this is just fucked up. <laughs> you know, and that's the crazy part. And I think maybe that's that's the, the thing that we walk away with, right? Is let's have these uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Let's have these uncomfortable conversations at home. I think that's a perfect mm-hmm. place to start. Um, and really encouraging women to really yeah. become active. And I think that's my biggest takeaway is we need to change the demographic of men that are deciding on behalf of women. Yeah. It is not right for a man to decide for a woman. And I think, you know, Rita, you bring up the fact that, you know, it could, it could be rape. It could be mm-hmm. something negative. It could mm-hmm. be a young girl that maybe trusted her boyfriend and things yeah. didn't work out. Maybe yeah. she didn't realize that her first time was going to get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. I also think there are those stories where, um, you know, babies are not going to be developing healthy. Right? Oh my so gosh. What do, what, do yeah. you, what do you do when you're faced in that exactly. situation? Exactly. You know, um, you know, faced in that reality. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you just cannot have the baby and you have to make a decision. So that's why it has to be a, a decision between a woman and her doctor. Right. Uh, because it could endanger the woman's life. You know, I, I, I get it that's out there you you donated your sperm for the experiment but if there if there's something that goes wrong with that pregnancy the dad doesn't die right right um i for example was born at seven months and my mom and i almost died 
My mom almost died when I was already born through a C-section. It's extremely dangerous to have kids. Um, but at the same time, it shouldn't just be uh, abortion should happen on negative situations. Abortion should, may, should be a woman's decision, you know, mm-hmm. whether maybe you're just getting divorced and you get right. pregnant and you just don't think that having this kid will it's a, a, the right, it's not the right time to have this kid, whatever the situation is, whether you're, you have a job and you're in love and, and whatever it is, you still should have the right to make the decision for you because it is your body. It is your life. And, you know, we heard uh, the Texas governor say that, oh, he's against rapists, you know, trying to cover up for, for what he's doing and saying, we're going to make it. So we're tex- there are no rapists in Texas. And I saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeting saying, well, if you're really concerned about rapists, why don't you put a $10,000 bounty hunt on rapists? Oh, is it because uh, men are going to be, you know, unfairly targeted? Because that's what's happening with women right now with this bill. And it's not just Texas. And that's the most scary part. There are other Mm -hmm. 20 states that are ready and working to get legislation of this type, if not worse, through their legislatures. So state legislatures are extremely important. It's not just about the governor. It's about who you vote for your state senator, for your state assembly. Um, So I'm sorry if we've just spent the four years trying to learn in the constitution, (laughs) but now we just, we just got to continue. You know, I'm sorry if I heard someone tell me the other day, uh, well, you know, in 26, in 2020, we were told that this was the elections over time. So now the next elections are over time. And, it's like, and the answer is yes. This yes. is going to cost us decades and decades of work where we don't stop paying attention because stop paying attention mm-hmm. gives us what we had for the last four years and the, and the consequences that we're living through right now. And I always say, I'm going to stop caring 10 years after Stacey Abrams stops caring because it's really easy for men, especially white men or just privileged people to say, oh, uh, I'm just tired. Can we just take a break? Or like, is really change going? Or is this really going to drive change? It's like, you know what? Why don't we ask the women in Georgia that have been registering voters up to 95% of voter registration out there? Who is a Stacey woman? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why don't we ask the the indigenous women that are fighting for their rights in their land and they're fighting for for, uh, uh, ludicrous rates of uh, death among indigenous women? Right. Are we asking, are they asking, when do we stop this? Can we just like stop caring? And I think it's just a prime example of whenever we have a moment of breakthrough, such as Kamala Harris being the first biracial woman vice president, we still get slapped with reality of like looking at how far back we still are. Right. And I think it's also important to to acknowledge the role of, of, of a woman has changed so much. Yeah. You know, we're CEOs now. We yeah. are we are waiting later to get married or we're deciding not to get married. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's so many things that, you know, we we have to decide on, which a man will never have to decide whether or not he wants to keep a baby. Yeah. He has so much freedom. Yeah. Yet for women, it's like, the, the, the fact of what Texas is doing is creating impossible for women to decide for themselves. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really like RBG said, it's treating women as subhumans, it as really people that cannot make their own decisions. And 
there aren't any laws of this sort towards men. So it is exactly. complete targeting of women, uh, complete targeting of, of women's uh, rights and the, the women's movement. And with every movement, you get pushback. So it's not a surprise, but we cannot let it happen in any other state. Uh, I believe it already happened in South Carolina and some sort of bill. Um, but in now Texas, um, it's going to continue that way. That's why, like I was mentioning, your state legislatures and your governors are as important as your Congress and very, your very president, important. which takes us into the California recall elections. <laughs> another pleasant topic that we had been living through here in California or governor, Governor Newsom is being being recalled. California has one of the lowest thresholds, and we've talked about this in the past in another episode, but California has one of the lowest thresholds to trigger a recall. And the way the recall works is just messed up. With one ballot, you get to decide whether you support a recall of the governor, uh, yes or no. And in the same ballot, you get to choose if the yes passes, um, who gets to be the governor, which is just completely confusing. So... You only, if you're listening to this podcast from California, you only have until September 14th to vote. You probably have a ballot. If you're registered to vote, you have a ballot in your in your countertop or your kitchen um, that you need to mail back or that you can take to a Dropbox location or that you can take to a, a polling location on election day. Um, so just make sure that you are not letting California go down the path of Texas. Yes. And I think it's also important to not make the assumption that the recall is not going to go through. I think that was my yes. biggest takeaway with the Trump administration. We oh, all kind of laughed. Yes. Not kind of. We did laugh. We, we thought it was like the biggest joke. Well, the, we did the laugh. The crazy part of the joke was on us, right? <laughs> Trump, Trump was doing his due diligence and he... Yeah. He, you know, he did what he needed to do, but that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. So, guys, I do not want to wake up to a nightmare seeing that things do not go through and we yeah. cannot assume there's too much on the line. There's too much on the line for the Latinx community. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. A- yeah. And actually it's not hyperbole to say that the future of Latinos and Latinx community is on the line. Like it's not, it's not an exaggeration. If anyone's listening to this out there, <laughs> uh, know that the leader of the recall, like the proponent of the recall, um, use very has used a very racist words towards immigrants not once but uh, multiple times one time he said that immigrants should be and this is immigrants in general immigrants should be microchipped oh my god because it works for dogs do you want to support that Right. And it's this whole dehumanizing tactic, right? Again, humanize people. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll I'll say this too, because I get, I get frustrated um, at times too, where, especially here in California, we assume that when we hear undocumented people, we hear, we think of Brown immigrants, but there's so many different types of immigrants. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's Asian folks, there's, you know, Indian folks, there's so many people. And I just feel that especially in California to be like the fifth largest economy in the world. There's too much at at stake that we need to have someone who is qualified, you know, making decisions that we don't want to ruin things that have taken years to build. 
for only seconds to be knocked down. Yeah. So we have until September 14th. Right now, um, the the stats on who's uh, returning their ballots is not looking good for Latinos. Uh, we're actually the the group with the least amount of voter turnout. Um, white people in California are um, they have a 34% voter turnout so far. Latinos, um, sorry, uh, Asians are 29%. African-Americans are at 27%. Latinos are at 19%. So from the 6 million lat- Latinos that got a ballot, only 1 million have returned their ballot. Can you imagine like 5 million votes left? That can make such a huge difference on any election. Right. And I think, too, for Latinx, we have to show up where it matters. And here's an opportunity to show that our vote matters, that Mm -hmm. future candidates should listen to the Latinx community, that we should be taken into account. Mi gente, ¿qué está pasando? Tenemos que regresar esas boletas. Por favor, díganle a su su tía, su abuelita, su primo, También hay muchos jovencitos que van a votar por la primera vez. Uh, yes. It's so important, guys. This is this is not to be taken lightly. Look yeah. at all the work that had to take in place to make this recall happen. Yeah. And I don't know where everyone's located, but here in San Luis Obispo County, we saw folks religiously showing outside of Home Depot, getting those signatures yes. outside of Walmart. People are, yes. have been showing up since uh, since Biden got into office on bridges, you mm-hmm. know, showing up. And, and it's like, you know, <laughs> we really have to they're come excited. through. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're ready for this. This yeah. is their Super Bowl right now. Yeah, they, so this is on, their on, Super Bowl. On, Saturday, on, uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point. There's a lot of young people that are frustrated with the reality of politics, with politicians, with policies. You know, they don't think that their uh, requests are being reflected in the policies that are being passed. But I'll tell you who's voting right now. And this this is really important. People don't realize sometimes that there is a connection, but there is. So right now, regarding um, age group, 65-year-old, and older are at 48% voter turnout so far. And we only have a couple days left. Um, that's that's somewhat uh, high. It could definitely be higher, but it's somewhat high. Uh, 50 to 64, they're at 32% voter turnout. 35 to 49 years old are at, at 23%. And the biggest voting block, 18 to 34%, are at only 15% voter turnout. So the lowest voter turnout is with young people. This is not new. It always mm-hmm. happens. But this is why policies don't reflect our needs. And most and most times uh, it reflects other age right. uh, needs and requests. And it's because we just don't go out to vote. So when a politician is trying to get elected on either side, um, who do you think they're going to talk to? The people that come out to vote or the people that don't come out to vote? Right. And I think we have to keep in mind that uh, things are being molded and shaped as we speak. And there's political scientists, there's campaign folks that run all of this data that they're collecting all of these numbers that Rita just shared with us to say, okay, where are we allocating funding? What are the audience that we want to target? And trust and believe, mi gente, we want to be in those numbers. We Mm -hmm. want our vote to count. We want to be heard. Mm -hmm. We're here to stay. We have so many issues that will be molding our community for years to come. And now is the moment and we have to show up 
there's just too much on the line right now mm-hmm. not to be active in politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you have until September 14th, grab the ballot wherever you have it. Take it to a polling location, a Dropbox location, or mail it. You can still, as long as it's postmarked before or by September 14th, it will get accepted. Um, So just fill it out, vote no. Second question, whatever you want, but vote no on the first question. Put the ballot back in the envelope, sign it, seal it, and deliver it. (laughs) <laughs> and you can do day of registration you can show up yeah so in california so far with this governor you can register to vote all the way up to election day if you have not been registered to vote you can go to your elections office it's the the the, the easiest way to say it here in San Luis Obispo County, it's next to the Fremont Theater um, mm-hmm. at the Government Center. But you can, wherever you are, you can just look up in California um, elections office for your county. And you you can go there and say, I want to register to vote to anyone, literally anyone mm-hmm. inside. Right. I want to register to vote and I want to vote today. And they will help you. And you will be registered to vote and you will be able to vote. The ballot that you will get will be a conditional ballot. But you don't have to worry about that. They'll, they'll process your registration if everything looks good, which the registration is very simple. Um, you can vote right there. And so you have until September 14th to do that. Don't leave it till the last day. I phone bank before on election day, previous elections, and I still get people that I tell, today is, is election day. You have to go out and vote. And they ask right. me, but can I go tomorrow? It's like, no, you can't. You have till September 14th. That's the last day that you can vote. After that, it's said and done. Right. And that's it, right? And then this is how, like, our democracy works, right? Like, guys, this is politics as we know it, politics as we live it. Uh, We are so blessed to be able to... Even, even the process as much as it's it's so expensive but the fact that we live in a country where if the if the numbers show up and they can recall someone for whatever reason they feel right mm-hmm. and they can actually go through and here's mm-hmm. an opportunity if you have not been happy with everything that has been happening you need to keep california blue this is your chance you have to show up in order to win you've got to buy the lottery ticket your lottery ticket right now <laughs> is this ballot yeah guess what you're not gonna buying this lottery ticket is not a lottery ticket because here your vote is going to be counted right yeah so, yeah so remind your friends remind your familia really important guys i would not miss this this is a lot going on um you know especially with covid i think california could have been a lot different uh, in yeah. a bad way if we did not have yes. the leadership of our governor. So a yeah. lot of great things. Um, what are what are like two things that you appreciate about this governor? I really, really, really appreciate the support that he's given to immigrants. And I don't think it's just out of, a, you know, out of his heart, humane reason. But he understands the economics of it, you know, right. or uh, people through COVID have been in the front lines. They have been um, those essential workers. And those are people that are, you know, 
needed that that stimulus check to right. put it back into the economy. So I think it was a very small, small, smart decision for him to make. Um, and I also support a lot uh, the action that has he has been taking uh, regarding fire prevention because it's yes. it's huge here in our state. Um, so and thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that point up too, Rita. We live in in California where we have such beautiful the sequoias. Yosemite. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> this is all on the line. I know. I know our friends that love hiking, love camping, love yeah. being able to do all these things, guys. It's no joke. There's too much on the line. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see Larry. No, the options are bad. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> we don't want someone that says, speaking of women, we don't want someone that says that women don't know uh, current events and don't know about economics or politics. Oh, we don't geez. need that for a California governor. We don't need it today. We didn't need it yesterday. We don't need it tomorrow. All right, guys, you guys know what to do. Uh, you know, just re- recapping what we were talking about. Really important, guys. What's happening in Texas. Uh, we have to stay on top of things. Go find out the candidates that are running, yeah. support them. We're not in Texas, but we can definitely make a donation. Um, you know, call up your friends, let them know. Also with the three election, with this uh, recall, yeah. guys, show up, remind people, yeah. remind people, let them know, post it on your social media handles. You yeah. Know, just that friendly reminder. Hey, did you turn in your ballot? By the way, you can also show up day of. Yeah. And so remember the date, September 14th, last day to vote. Make sure you vote before September 14th or by September 14th, September 14th, September 14th, September 14th. And then there are going to be uh, women's marches and Planned Parenthood marches all across the country on October 2nd. So find the closest march, get involved, start supporting. Uh, We need everyone out there. Yes. Thank you so much, Chicas Politicas. Let us know where you're listening from. Contact us and let us know what is happening in your backyard. Uh, y como decimos, andale apurate y échale ganas because there's too yeah. much going, us, going on for us not to be involved. Yeah, let's do it. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.